You think you know what we're going to talk about. But unfortunately, I fell down a damn rabbit hole and I've not gotten out yet. <laughs> Knife bros. I literally googled Sebastian Stan hands. But just when you least expect it, we changed the game. Well, yeah, because like, usually in astrology, they would partner up air signs with fire signs. All right, you can, you can huggle. Time travel stories. and At the end of the day, only one thing matters. We decide. Well, we should make it a topic. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't take German in school. I barely took, I took Spanish and I don't remember any of it. Three Fates Decide podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back uh, to episode three of Three Fates Decide. I am Sam, and I am here with my two co-hosts, Mary and Liz. Say hello, guys. Hello. Hello. And today we are going to be recapping WandaVision, since as of yesterday, the the series is now complete, and I am very sad though I am looking forward to what's coming, but it was such a good series. So I I think you guys are really going to enjoy this episode. Yeah, I I was very sad through the entire last episode, but it was such a good episode. And it makes me excited to see what's coming up for all the different characters in the show as they move on in the uh, wider Marvel universe. I think it's going to be an awesome thing for a lot of them. Yes, the universe is definitely expanding. Definitely, definitely. So going, let's, okay, so let's, let's go through these nine episodes. So the first one is called Filmed Before a Live Studio Audience. Yes. Right. Dun, dun, dun. And I guess it's, it's, uh. It's set in the 50s. Very Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. Yeah, Dick Van Dyke-esque yeah. show. Yes. Yeah. It's set back like look like the, all the '50s sitcoms and everything like Dick Van Dyke. I think mm-hmm. was Father's No was Father Father Knows Best was that the uh, '50s or was that the '60s? I think that was the '60s. Okay. Yeah, I didn't watch like all the shows that were from like back those years. Like I don't. I've only Nick at Night, man. Nick at Night. <laughs> That's how I used to watch. Right. Yeah, I didn't watch Nick at Night. Like, actually, the way I watched sitcoms was when I was a kid, you know, home from school, and there was nothing else on TV during the day. I would watch some of the sitcoms that were on syndication. So I used to watch things like Brady Bunch and I Love Lucy. Actually, Sci-Fi Channel used to show um, – well, it's not a sitcom, but they used to show – dark shadows uh, oh yeah the original um, yeah the original dark shadow my mom that's how that's how yeah, i knew about that was. show before the whole business with the johnny Depp movie came out a few years oh, ago god that movie was horrible i didn't even watch that because mm. I, I was i like, didn't even make it i didn't i didn't make it through the entire movie i think i watched maybe 20 minutes of it i was like this movie sucks and i love johnny depp but this movie sucks yeah, but right. Yeah, so it's like, you know, that's kind of how I used to watch some of these older shows was like home from school, nothing else on TV. They were showing these things on syndication. Like I also actually saw the Munsters as well. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, some of the some of the, some of the Nick at Night shows I never saw like 
Dick Van Dyke show, Father Knows Best. So I only recognized a f- yeah, yeah, so I only recognized a few of the references, but anywho. Yeah, like I used to watch like Nick at night. Like during the day, if I was home from school, I watched uh um Price is right. <laughs> That's what I used to watch. Well, I can remember when I was when I was a little bit younger, I would my shows were always um excuse me, um The Dukes of Hazard. It was mm. it, it wasn't a sitcom or anything like that, but it was just a show. That that was my first i think that was my first real big crush was that show uh, okay <laughs> and i fell in love with the car the general general lee mm, right that that that's yeah i know nothing about cars but i love that car i fell in love with that car that's cool but at any rate uh yeah, so we were just saying but yeah, so back to back to our regular right. scheduled podcast. Back, back. Right. <laughs> so so Dick Van Dyke-esque uh episode. And I think like the whole thing, and it's funny because I've heard mixed reviews of what people thought of like the first episode. There really wasn't much in terms of like storyline. Right. Like you know, as like the series went on. So like it was kind of just like you didn't really know what was like why they were there like you kind of figured something was going on but like yeah 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 there wasn't anything that kind of fed into the storyline of this yeah that that was probably the reason why they showed two episodes because that would make you want to watch the second episode just to see if you would get some more and like some answers yeah and Mm -hmm. even though the second episode was kind of a continuation in a way of like the whole weird sitcom thing, they started throwing more oddities at you mm-hmm. to really start cluing you in that it's not just some weird, bizarro sitcom alternate universe that Wanda is in. There's something bigger going on. So I kind of feel like that ultimately is a smarter decision for them to like do it like that simply because I think they were aware that if they were just sticking with the one episode a week then half the potential audience would probably just quit because they're like what the hell is going on Definitely. right yeah because I will, yeah, I will say this was not one of the shows I was looking forward to watching I was just like I, I saw the premise of it and I was like I don't know if I'm going to like this and then, but I was like, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to watch the first episode or two just to see. And then by the time that second episode was over, I was hooked. I was like, I got to see this. I got to know more. And it's just been insane ever since. Yeah. Yeah. Because really the second one is when, as you mentioned, Liz, you, it started getting more into something's not not right. You know, you have the, the red helicopter. Yeah. That she finds in the, the bushes. The red blood of the, um, on Dottie's hand. The the, the Jimmy's voice. Uh, voice coming in through the right. radio. And then at the very end, she's friggin' pregnant. It's like the hell. And then she, then the uh, beekeeper pops up out of the sewer, and she's just like, "No," and rewinds time. Yeah. Yep. Yep. She was like, "Uh, no, none of that." Let's no, just no. We're like we're not having this. No, no, no. 
<laughs> yeah, and then she gets pregnant, and then they're in the seventies and in multicolor. Yeah, yeah. One. So we left the fifties and the sixties behind. Yeah, one thing I just want to kind of bring up um, is the commercials that they include in some of the episodes, which I thought were yes. extremely fascinating, especially when um, I forget if it was the showrunner or if it was Feige who said this in like some of the you know pre-show interviews was that the commercial breaks actually had particular meanings in them that are not just let's make a goofy commercial to stick into some of the episodes to keep it on theme of a sitcom tv show kind of a thing which i thought was really fascinating because when you actually try watching some of the commercials not just the one time but you watch them like you know two or three times you actually start realizing what they were talking about when they were saying they were actually high like including particular meanings in there like in the first episode you had the toast mate 2000 by stark industries yeah mm -hmm. which, yeah which i thought was really interesting because it's like when you actually watch the commercial you're like okay this is like a weird somewhat period sexist commercial but the focal point though is actually the toaster itself because it's not just a fancy schmancy toaster but it is ticking which mm -hmm. uh okay granted some toaster ovens do sometimes make like ticking noises but it's kind of ominous when it's beeping incessantly not when, not to let up. you know that the toasting is done, but it's like incessantly beeping while it's still toasting. But it and, speeds up. That's yeah. what that's where it clued me in. Is it speed? The more <clears throat> when it was speeding up, it's like right. that's like it's taking down to a bomb going off, which right. is and what then it was presented that... above. Was the, right was and the then... bomb in their ha their home their childhood home right and then that home. right and then that's when they reveal that the name of the product is toastmate 2000 by stark industries so then it starts to make more sense like what is this really about it's about the bomb mm -hmm. that almost killed them mm -hmm. it almost killed wanda yeah Right. And the other funny part I noticed was not just in this commercial, but like in all the other commercials is like the 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 slogans that they use, like when they introduce the product, it's like Toast May 2000 by Stark Industries. Forget the past. This is your future. Uh, bit on the nose there. Yeah. For yeah. Forget the past. This is your future. <laughs> yeah. Well, the second and then the second was was the Strucker watch. Right. And that's like uh that was Strucker uh who did all who did the um experimentation on Wanda and her brother. So mm -hmm. and he was he was Hydra because it's cause even on the watch it has Hydra with the Hydra symbol on it. 
right. Yep. Face. Right. And then Hydra Soap for the third episode. You know, mm -hmm. Find the Goddess Within, which we were talking, me and Liz were, ta were talking about what an another day that that was about the um, kind of showing that Wanda has, she's basically became a, she became a god with her powers in, in a way. Because, yeah. I mean, they, it's even been said that if she hadn't been stopped, she could have she she could have defeated Thanos on her own if he hadn't snapped. Right. Uh, I'm trying to think. Were those the only Nexus commercial too? Well, yeah. What was it? The Nexus. Yeah. Oh, that that's was another right. one. Yeah, um, the Nexus one was very then, on the nose. Very on the nose. The, no, the one that was really on the nose was the Lagos paper towels. Well, yeah, that's that's true. Lagos paper towels. Didn't mean For to when make. you make a mess, you didn't mean to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was like, damn, they really went for her on that episode, on that one. Like, God, poor Wanda. But it just kind of goes, They each of the commercials just kind of showed her her mental i guess almost deterioration right you know because i mean she watched her parents get killed by a bomb her and her brother nearly get killed by a bomb then they're experimented on and nearly die from strucker from hydra then they've got then she finally they then the age of ultron happens you know and we we see what happens there then they go, instead of giving her the therapy that she needed to let her figure out how, how to deal with the grief of losing her brother and her family, then she goes off and becomes an Avenger and kills 11 people, 11 Wakandans accidentally. And then she watches her, the love of her life get killed. This poor woman. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, yeah. No, she she's had a terrible. Yeah, life. I mean, it just makes. Yeah, I mean, it just makes the Avengers sound like like a even more dysfunctional that they don't even really meaningfully look out for each other when they are in essence a pseudo family, really. But it's like yeah, a dysfunctional family. Very dysfunctional. I mean, they gave her no support whatsoever that I could see. Yeah, that's one of that's one of like I guess the in universe writing, I guess flaws with with Marvel is that I think well, I mean, I think a big part of it is because of the nature of movies. You have just so much time and so much story you can fit into two and a half hours, maybe mm -hmm. three hours versus this TV show which I think is why I think it's better that they did a TV show centering on Wanda versus having a solo movie. Because when you kind of think about it, having this being a movie may not necessarily let you delve into as much as they actually did. Because when you actually add up, like when you cut out the ending credits, and you just count like the actual, you know, episodes, and you add up all the 
all the run times together, it's like what, like four and a half hours, maybe more than four and a half hours. That's longer than any standard mm-hmm. movie would be. Right. It would be almost right. like two movies. So you get a lot more development and exploring some of the implications and some of the mm-hmm. stuff that they did. I mean, if anything, there's an argument to be made that maybe they could have written more than they actually did, but yeah, because they were short episodes. But like, like I know, like Falcon and Winter Soldier is only six episodes, but they're like hour long yeah. episodes. So there's this like a six hour. It would be like a six hour yeah, movie, right? And they and I and if I remember from some of the interviews that I've read that they that the two stars uh anthony mackie and sebastian stan were both talking about how we're they're able to explore the backstories and flesh out more of the characters and humanize their characters more with this tv show because they had more time to do it than they did than they would than they've had in any of the movies that they've been in together you know I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, we saw we saw a little bit of Bucky in the forties. We saw a little bit of Bucky as the Winter Soldier, and then he was on the run, and then he became the white, the quote unquote white wolf. And it's just like, but we don't see any of the progression of of how he came to be where he's at. So I think it'll be, or what he really, where he really is, right? Mentally. So I think that's what we're going to actually see in Falcon and the Winter Soldier is we're going to see both of them mentally after the after Cap gives up the shield and reti- quote unquote retires and goes into and you know and Sam takes over eventually from what I understand and it's just going to be it's going to be interesting to see the backstory because I think they said they're going to give us a lot of backstory about about Sam's character, about Anthony Mackie's character, Sam, the Falcon, to see where he came, where he's from, what drove him to become who he is. You know, and then we see Bucky having to basically um, catch up because he's still stuck kind of like in a 40s mentality. I mean, to now he's living in the year 2019 2020 or actually what 2023 yeah I think so, so he's got a he's got a lot to catch up on <laughs> just a little yeah. bit just, just a little just bit just a little bit i mean to be fair hydra likely didn't feel that the winter asset needs to, to know about the internet exactly other than that i think he, he probably only knew enough to if if they needed to get something off of a computer or something, he probably knew, knew enough to on like how to put something on a thumb drive. Probably, but maybe <laughs> I think like he was primarily used as their pet assassin. So I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he, maybe he, they may not really have used him as much for the espionage stuff, really. Yeah, I think I think he was probably. I mean, well, I don't really know how they used him other than they basically said here this is this is what you go this is your mission go do it we don't care how you do it just do it no witnesses exactly (laughs) yeah which made which i realized kind of made the whole thing with killing uh the starks a little awkward because he it seemed like he was told how to avoid cameras and yet 
they caught him on camera. He stared yeah. right at it. <laughs> oh, look, a camera. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> oh, look. Yeah. And he didn't have a hand camera. It's like, I think. Yeah, yeah, right. He didn't even have his half mask. I know on. he always had that damn baklava on, and he didn't have it on. This like the one time he didn't well, have because it then on there, we wouldn't he didn't have it on. We wouldn't know that it was Bucky then. Tony needed to I know guess. the truth. Like, yeah, really? I mean that just spawned. Like I think it spawned like this fan theory that maybe Bucky subconsciously wanted to be caught. But that's just a fan theory. Who mm. knows? Hey. It could it could just be like a writing hold that they ended up doing in Civil War just to create the tension because they have irrefutable proof that, yeah, he totally did it. Yeah. Which, I don't know, I kind of feel like is a little heavy-handed, but... Yeah, because, I mean, even if he had the half mask on, I mean, they figured out who the Winter Soldier was, that it was Bucky and, you know, Captain America, the uh, the Winter Soldier. They figured out who the hell he was. So when Civil War came and they did, the, they filmed that scene, it's like, why the hell wouldn't they just put the damn mask back on him? You know, because, I mean. Because Sebastian said, please don't. <laughs> probably he's like, this thing's too damn hot to wear. <laughs> I don't want this on anymore. <laughs> Please don't. I want to breathe. I don't know. I'm a stickler. I'm like one of those people who's like a stickler for details and stuff. Maybe it's because I'm a Virgo rising. <laughs> so uh, I I have a tendency to notice these sort of things and it drives me crazy. It drives me nuts. I mean, I'm, I would be that annoying person. Like, like if I was your beta reader, I would be the annoying beta reader that would point out like, wait a minute, you wrote this in chapter five, and yet all the way back in chapter two, you wrote this other bit. So now this thing in chapter five doesn't make any sense because now you're starting to contradict yourself. Yeah. Do you know how many damn times I have to go back and reread my other chapters just so I don't so I don't do that shit? Yeah, I would be that annoying beta reader that does that to you. Well, no, I do that to myself already. I'm like, wait a minute, what did I write back then? Shit, because I go on because I have to try to make it like flow, and I'm like, well, shit, what I write? Well, goddamn it, gotta go back. What did I write? Any, did I write anything about that? Okay, no, I didn't. Okay, good, so I can write it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like overly analytical and detailed like that. This is why, like my uh, my I I don't know if I want to call it a recap, but my own thing I've been writing on Tumblr about Wandavision. That's why, like, all the posts are like over fifteen hundred words. Uh -huh. because like i just wrote the heck out of every episode i've done so far and even then i'm still pretty sure i missed writing some things that i may have to do like a follow-up post or whatever just to expand on it more because i forgot to write about something i know i did but it but like i was saying they're over 15 uh -huh. or 100 words long so i didn't want to turn it into a giant giant post there but anyway okay so episode um, three but, yeah so she's pregnant and and getting more pregnant every second quickly <laughs> um she has twins geraldine 
uh, comes in. She has twins. Finally, Pietro is mentioned again. It's like after he he died in Ultron, he was forgotten. Uh, But he was finally brought up again. And Geraldine managed to mention Ultron, which apparently made Wanda realize you're not from Westfield. So you're not from Westfield. Time to time to leave. And she needed that. Yeah. Oh, Westfield's an actual town. What am I talking about? Yes, Westview. <laughs> and um, she yeeted her right out of right out of there. Yes, she did. I mean, she's like, she said, she's bye. Like, bye, bitch. <laughs> I mean, talk about bye. talk about having godlike powers, really. Uh, right. Right. I mean, she just like just pushed you miles away. Right? She's like, oh, bye. And oh, then, so then that takes us in, go that ahead. takes us to episode four, which is probably one of my favorite episodes. I was just about to say that I think it is my favorite because you there's so many things like one like you find out how close after the blip this actually right. is, and then Darcy I know. is freaking hilarious. I was, so, I was so happy to see that they that they actually brought in Cat Denning's character Darcy Lewis, and then she's actually now a doctor. Of astrophysics. Yeah, because like she wasn't, she yeah. was not a science major, major at all. No, in Thor, in Thor uh, 2, Dark World. I mean, she was, but I mean, I loved her in those, in, I loved her character in Thor in the, fir- the first and second Thor movies. So to see her brought back in for WandaVision was so nice to see her come back. Yeah. And she just brought a little extra comedic relief yes she did uh to it and and they also brought it back uh jimmy woo from Ant-Man. yes and he he finally got the trick down yes. got that card trick down i was i was well, so happy for him on that too i mean presumably he was not one of the people that's that got snapped otherwise how did he have time to perfect that really right i mean we don't know if he mm. was one of the ones that was dusted or not but well i mean yeah, because like I mean, I think the second Ant Man movie was like right before, like in in terms of the timeline, the it was right before the snap. So, right, so because that ending or credit scene was when he went in to the uh, quantum realm, and then they all got snapped away. Right. So, yeah. so we kind of have to assume that Jimmy was not one of the ones that got snapped because right if if he was and like how uh dude how did you have time to learn how to do that trick so fast and actually do it really well yeah so i mean i'm just going on the assumption that he was not one he was one of the ones that was stuck here right He he did not get dusted um but what i also liked about this episode was that they went back through and you kind of see where the everything you know happened from him trying to reach out to or the the helicopter going in which i guess was a drone and then it turned into a helicopter when it went into the hex and then them trying to reach out to wanda through the radio and then then just like being able to get the tv uh episodes up you know first through like a really old tv and then they had to keep improving the tvs as it went on um <laughs> so yeah it uh i just like that it kind of like recapped the first three episodes while explaining everything that was happening like behind the right. scenes what was like what the what the real world was going on 
while Wanda was having her little mental mm-hmm. breakdown. That we didn't know it was Wanda having a mental breakdown until yes. I mean, I also yeah, I also liked how it introduced us to who Geraldine really is, and it's great because now we get to see a character that we met in an another character we met in an earlier movie. Except now she's all grown up. Yeah, yeah, that was. Although it was sad to know that her mom had passed away, that Maria Rambo had passed away, but. At the same time, it was like, wow. We we saw this little well, girl in Captain Marvel, and she was just this little tiny thing. And then all of a sudden, she's this beautiful adult woman who's an astronaut. and Who is a captain. A captain. I mean, she's, not, she's smart. She's beautiful. She's well-educated. Um, obviously well-educated and successful and she's a she's a woman of color and i think that was such a that was such a strong message to send to other young women and young girls of it doesn't even of of color you know kind of going a Mm -hmm. little political on that for on this for just a second no but but it's such a strong image to show that you that that a that a woman can be this successful and not only just a woman, but a, like I said, a woman of, a a woman of color can be this successful. Granted it's in a TV show, but that's something little girl, because a lot of little girls don't watch the news and, and things like that. So to see something like Wanda, to see um, Monica Rambeau, they're like, wow, I could do, if she can do it, I can do it. You know, and it maybe it'll set some some young woman on a journey to become a captain of something or to become extremely successful. I just think it's a wonderful I thought it was I thought it was so nice to see that. Yeah. No, absolutely. One hundred percent. And you know, again, like as you mentioned, Liz, that you saw, you know, it's like we saw her as a little girl. And now to see her, you know as a as a captain and and all that stuff but what i also found interesting was like she didn't like to talk about captain marvel so i'm interested to see where that goes right right yeah um when it comes to that character you know i also found it really fascinating how her mother was the founder of sword because it it's a very interesting parallel with how peggy carter was the founder of shield Mm -hmm. you have two Mm -hmm. different women are technically the first directors of these two really important agencies right which is really great because women rule the world yeah the other fascinating thing was when they show you the obviously in any building any kind of government building they always have this section on a wall somewhere where they have you know, pictures of the founders or past directors of whatever the agency is. And I thought it was fascinating when they showed Maria's picture and they said Maria Photon Rambo because for people who are familiar with the comics, 
and for and again for people who are familiar with the comics there you guys already knew that monica was going to end up getting powers which were speculated on as a possibility of what would happen on the show and then it turned out that did happen yeah but, but for the comic book fans they would have immediately perked up when they saw her code name her her call sign was photon since that was one of monica's aliases in the comics so it, it's going to be kind of interesting to see if she actually does end up using photon as her name later mm. yeah well i think it'll be i because when i saw the that that scene the final scene of episode nine the uh, mid-credit scenes with with her and the scroll i was like and they pointed up so that makes me think that she's one she's going back she's going into space again and two i think it's a tie-in to captain marvel too I yes think it's definitely a, yeah it's definitely a tie-in because um i read somewhere they mentioned that tiana paris who plays monica is mm -hmm. definitely showing up again in, in captain marvel too so yeah so i just think i thought it was nice that they not only did they talk or they 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 didn't really they kind they kind of tied in dr strange to dr strange to the uh, multiverse of madness with wandavision but they really tied in captain marvel too with it last mm -hmm. that with that in credit scene i was like right. Mm -hmm. yeah right she's going to space and she's gonna go she's gonna go see carol danvers i get guarantee it mm -hmm. yeah well speaking of dr strange the thing is is that if you watch the other post credit scene which for some people if you guys had somehow missed it it's towards the very end of the ending credit scene it's like really buried in there if you notice that when the camera moves further into the cabin and you get to the bedroom and then you see wanda at in her astral projection form if you listen very carefully to the music that they're playing in that sequence a lot of people actually notice that it's basically a version of the Doctor Strange theme. Which is where, so, it, so it's meant to be both a visual with the astral projection thing. It's meant to be a callback to Doctor Strange, but they're also using mm -hmm. a small section of his theme song, if you will, as the background music for that bit so that is where the whole connection to dr strange would kind of subtly come in i mean it's it's a bit more subtle than how when you when you kind of like fit the pieces together you realize that the monica scene is a tie-in is, is meant to be a lead-in to captain the second captain marvel movie that mm -hmm. i don't think they released the name of it yet but i don't think they have it's just captain marvel 2 is far as i know right from, from everything that yeah. i've read about it yeah it's very so little. right right so yeah that would be the connection to dr strange mm -hmm. which which 
is kind of interesting, which is, which there's a lot of possibilities right there, exactly how she's going to fit in. I mean, aside from the magic thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people are speculating exactly how she's going to fit in, but nobody is going to, but I don't think at this point, I don't think anybody questions the idea that she will fit in to the movie perfectly well, really. Oh yeah. She, she, she'll fit in just fine with it. I want to know what happened to vision. The white vision. Right. Cause I mean, he was kind of and so I, I was like, where the fuck he go? I was, so Put I was, I out, actually saw way. like this meme. <laughs> um, I, I was watching this meme of when the white vision was about to pull the mind stone out of vision's head. And then he went, uh, he changed his density so that he went through him. Mm and so and then it goes to when thanos had his einstone and he just let him take it out and the and then it pops up well why didn't you do that before like why didn't you change your density so that thanos couldn't rip the mind stone out of your head and i was like dude that's a really good point that is a good point but at the same time i have a feeling that thanos already had the other with with the other stones that he had, he may not. Vision may not have been able to actually um, go, quote unquote, ghost like, and change his density so you just matter passes right through it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I just thought it was a good point. I was like, huh? Because if I remember, did. It, because they had those weapons, remember the other two, those other aliens had the weapons the that Order. that when they hit mm. before, remember, and mm-hmm. he wasn't able to stop it. Yeah, and it made him it, it made him solid. It makes that is true. That is true. So I think that's because I. I was from one of the, I'm sure it's from one of the stones and I don't, can't tell you which one it is, but I was from one of those damn stones. Maybe the one from the, um, Tesseract. Whatever the blue stone was. Space stone. Yeah. Maybe the space stone. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. know. So. But yeah, I saw that and I was like, huh. Yeah. But I think that's probably. Okay. But yeah, I, I, that these that's my theory on why he. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. But yeah, no, I would like to know where where Vision flew off yes. to. Yeah, and for like, I, I was just trying to look it up. As far as I know, there's been no announcement as to what other appearances that Paul Bettany may make in the MCU. I mean, considering that White Vision is still uh, is still out there, there's definitely you know a chance that he will come back. I mean, the character still exists, right. so there's no reason why he can't right. come back unless he's too busy or something. But yeah, there's no there's no indication as to like what other projects he may be do he may show up in. So we don't know. They could have him. There's there's actually a couple of. Oh, I was just, I was just gonna say they may have they may have any uh future appearances of his very heavily under wraps because they don't want True. people to know where he's gonna show up again. 
That's true too. Um, but like with uh, moving on to like episode five and stuff like that, and I'm kind of just jumping. Uh, but you know, Pietro comes back, but as the other uh, Pietro, yes, not the one from from Ultron, right, right. and yeah, now Pietro, that with or Peter Maximoff, I should say. Right. Sure. So, what's interesting to me is that there was talk that he was going, uh, Evan Evan Peters, yes, right? That's, that's his yeah. name. Yeah, that's his name. He, he was going to now be um, in the MCU. This was like his way of getting in there. But the way that they handled it with the last episode, how she was able to, you know, take take that necklace off of him and then he remembered who he was. I guess that's not true. Yeah. But I'm just like, I saw a meme about that today, too. It was like, we, we just not going to talk about what happened to to Ralph, yeah, <laughs> Ralph Boner. Yeah. Talk about Ralph Boner over here. Well, here's the funny thing. Since we're talking about it, um, again, this is one of those things that came out in like some of the interviews that they released. I guess like in between the episodes, Feige actually kind of addressed the whole thing about having Evan Peters show up as. Pietro, or as Agnes likes to say, Fiatro. He <laughs> basically said was that the whole idea of having this guy show up as Pietro really was meant to mess up, mess around with Wanda, which is literally what he actually said in the episode too. If you if you were to rewatch episode six, actually. Mm -hmm. He kind of like one of his lines actually was to he literally said like, oh, I'm here to cause tension with the brother in law and mess like mess mess around with you with you with the timeline. Which, yeah, which let's be honest here. He 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 totally did. He totally messed around with her and her and him claiming that he's he her. brother. Right. Yeah. When he said, I heard you calling for me, so that's why I came. I'm like, mm. don't think so. <laughs> right. So I think, I mean, I think that, like, it, as it turns out, I think it really was like an extreme form of stunt casting that was meant to screw around with Wanda, you know, in, in the story, but in a, in a way also to kind of mess around with, fans who are potentially reading into things way too deeply yeah because i mean it would have been an interesting way to um introduce the mutants back into or to introduce mut the mutants back into the mcu because so far we haven't seen them mm -hmm. but i think they're actually right. going to bring a new a new show out called the new mutants or something yeah, they made an announcement actually just the other day about it. Yeah, that's what I'm going off of. I'm just trying I'm trying to remember it. Oh, so. yeah, although I just don't remember if they said it was actually a movie or if it was a TV a series. I think it's a TV series, the New Mutants TV series if I remember correctly. But 
So I think that's interesting that they're going to set. It would have been a good tie-in if they had used if they had really used him as, um, because he was the X-Men Quicksilver mm-hmm. to use him as the mutant to bring to introduce mutants back into the MCU, but they didn't go that route, which I think is what everybody was expecting them to do. Okay. Yeah, I, I I just happened to be looking up um, ScreenRant.com. Mm-hmm. They posted a post two days ago as of this recording. Marvel Studios reportedly developing X-Men movie titled The Mutants. Mm. Okay. So it's very possible that they may be naming it like this because they don't want to use X-Men just because there's the already existing X-Men movie, so it may potentially cause a lot of confusion as to like which like which X-Men are you talking about? Are you talking about the Fox ones from like 20 years ago, or are you talking about a new one? Kind of a thing. Yeah. Right. So I just think it's interesting that they're bringing in the mutants to the MCU again, which is which is awesome. In the same at this in the same tone as like that was that would have been a really good way to do it with uh Evan Peters, but doesn't they decided not to go that route with him. I'm like it's like, damn it. That would have been yeah. a really good way to do it. It would have, but at the same time I can also see why strategically they may not want right. to do that because that would have been overwhelming to introduce multiple concepts in one show. Plus, also, I think when they were developing WandaVision, they also had to keep in mind that they need to make this 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 TV series fit within the story arc they're developing for Phase 4, and ultimately, what is the next grand saga it is they're trying to create here, since the first three phases are part of the Infinity Saga. It's like, well, this has to be set up for... Mm-hmm. This particular phase is a setup for the next big saga, but exactly what is the big next saga? We're going to need a few more uh, productions to start piecing together what it could actually be. But if things like WandaVision, Doctor Strange, are any, and potentially Captain Marvel, with, with yeah, with Captain Marvel and the Skrulls. There's a couple of different major storylines that this could be what they're talking, what the actual saga is they're developing right now. But like, again, we have to actually watch a few more productions to like get a better, you know, idea which direction exactly are they going with. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think it'll be I, interesting you know. to see. Which I, I I'm speculating that Somehow, I, I'm speculating somehow Mephisto is going to play into this somewhere, somehow, some way. Because he was part of Doctor Strange and he is part of Wanda's, both of the comics for both of them. So he's got to come into this somehow. I'm suspecting that he's going to be the villain of the Doctor Strange movie. Right. Which would be mm-hmm. interesting. Which- I guess we'll find out. Yeah, which would make sense. I mean, it really would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not that you would ideally necessarily use Wikipedia as the most 
reliable source, but yeah, we're not going to go there with Wikipedia and whether in its reliability. But um, it does have. A, <laughs> I, I don't understand why. But um, it does. We're not going to go to that either, Sam. But it does bring up like something interesting though when you actually look up the Doctor Strange movie on there because obviously they don't like the people editing it obviously don't have a ton of ideas what exactly the plot is going to be but they did cite a couple of interesting articles that are in that basically say that one of the things that have been revealed is that possibly the reason why doctor strange within the context of the tv within the context of wandavision why he wouldn't have shown up when there's a really strong amount of weird magic being thrown around in this one place in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. He's been apparently doing some research on the time stone. And he's also encountering somebody who was a friend that is now an enemy, which fits with why um, Mordo is coming back in this movie which again fits with how the first doctor strange movie ended yeah because the credit scenes of that one was mordo taking out other wizard other sorcerers right so he's mm -hmm. definitely an enemy in the dot you yeah. know in the sequel but the other interesting thing they said was that not only is it a friend turned enemy but there's also stuff happening that results in strange unleashing unspeakable evil. So it's like, well, okay, unspeakable evil. Well, that would kind of imply there would be some other cosmic dimensional being, kind of like how we saw Dormammu in the first movie. So yeah, it's like when you right. that Dormammu was coming back and I'm like, they're not bringing him back. No, because the whole point of the whole Groundhog Day trick that, you know, Strange used in the first movie was to get Dormammu to be like, okay, you are going to leave this dimension alone and never come back here. And he's like, all right, all right, all right. Just, just, just stop it already. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to repeat this for the five millionth time. Yeah. <laughs> So yes, yeah. he he saved. So yeah, Strange saved our dimension by annoying a, co a, a interdimensional demon to death. Who knew? Much. Who knew it'd be that simple? Right. I mean, right. if it was that simple, I could have just sent my daughter to do it. I mean, I think it's very possible that this unspeakable evil that is apparently going to show up in the movie could be Mephisto. I mean, but in the same yeah. thing in the same vein. Technically, the Scarlet Witch is the harbinger of uh, the world's end, so technically, she could be the unspeakable evil. I don't think she is, but mm. she could be. I mean, it's possible. Let her be it's, released. I mean, it's being there. Yeah, I mean. It in theory it is possible, but I don't know. It's just like the way they kind of describe it. It does kind of imply it's some other right 
supernatural interdimensional being and it's like when you actually look up who are the classic comic book enemies of doctor strange and you look at the ones that are actual demons or monsters versus you know evil people mephisto is one of the big ones and not to mention mephisto is also the one that kind of screwed around with wanda in the comics too so right. so i mean yeah still coming back in doctor strange but i'm just like you have to throw out the the possibility that the unspeakable evil was technically the scarlet witch I yeah. mean, not that I, I don't yeah. think it is, but you have to throw that out there as a possibility because everything says that she's the harbinger of the world end, of this world ending. I'm like, so, because she really wanted to. She's got the power to destroy to, to destroy everything. And that's well, yes. a lot well, of power. Yes. And that can be pretty damn evil. But I don't think she's going to do something like that. That's not who Wanda is on the inside. You know, she's not that type of person. Right. I guess it depends on, like, what direction they want to go with based off of the ending credits scene because... Well, I mean, we'll we'll get more into that when we actually get up to episode nine. But it's like it it really depends on like what direction they want to go to based off of that ending ending credits scene, because right. there is a couple of different directions they could go. They could have her go the evil route, or they could end up having her show up as somebody who has started mastering the dark hold, kind of like how as like a parallel i guess to strange doing all that excessive studying with his astral projection in his in the first movie mm-hmm. and he started mastering knowledge from some of the books because of his you know extensive studying because he's a super nerd but yeah um just to like kind of tie back to wandavision a little bit more um episode 7 was just wow i mean Thanks for listening, everyone. Catch us next time. And see what we're going to talk about. Because the three fates decide.